January 6th footage from, you know, the uh, closed circuit TV footage all over the Capitol and beyond to Tucker Carlson of Fox. And I, I think that what it, it's two things, how we got there and what it means. How we got there is that it's a reflection of the fact that the right wing media with Fox as its crown jewel and the Republican Party are really fused together. They're not really two distinct entities that are operating in parallel. They really are one part of one pill, one big political you know, conglomeration. Um, and so this was actually a major concession that McCarthy had to make during his speaker fight. Um, it was one of the things that far right, some of the far right Republicans who were echoing calls from the right wing media were demanding, and he conceded to that. So the reason that it even happened is that the right wing media pushed a few of their big sort of Republican leaders to then make this an issue during the speaker fight, he conceded. So that's how we got here, is that it was sort of a creature of the right wing media. And we have what 30 means- seconds. What it means is that it's an official rewrite. It's an official rewrite of what happened on January 6th, and they're using Tucker Carlson as sort of the the chief storyteller of that new version of what took place there. And I think we all know what it's going to be. It's going to be lies and conspiracies that it was a false flag pushed by the Democrats and the news media. And the fact that this is the people's footage, I mean, this is the footage of the Capitol being handed to this private corporation? Yeah, and it's not being done in a transparent way. It feels much more transactional to me than transparent. Well, Angela Carasone, we want to thank you so much for being with us. President of Media Matters, which recently sent a Federal Elections Commission complaint against Fox News based on evidence from the Dominion $1.6 billion lawsuit. That does it for our show. Democracy Now! is produced with Renee Fels, Mike Burke, Dina Guzder, Messiah Rhodes, Nermeen Sheikh, Maria Tarasena, Tammy Warnoff, Tarina Nadura, Sam Alkoff, Tamar You're listening to KBOO Portland. KBOO is hiring a full-time web coordinator. The web coordinator maintains the front end of KBOO's website, promotes episodes, does copy editing, and helps train staff and volunteers on various website features. For the full job description and instructions for applying, please go to our website at kboo.fm forward slash webhire23. Applications are due at midnight on Thursday, March 9th. KBOO is an equal opportunity and affirmative action employer. Good morning. You are listening to your community connection, KBOO Portland. 90.7 here in the metro area. 91.9 if you are in Hood River, Oregon, White Seven, Washington, in the Columbia River Gorge. 104.3 in Philomath, Corvallis, Albany, Oregon, in the Willamette River Valley. Everywhere. Everywhere in the world, it's kboo.fm, and you are listening to More Talk Radio. Good morning. Good morning, Cecil. Hey, Celeste, it's good to be in your presence, and uh, ah, it, uh, you know, I didn't, wasn't quite sure 45 minutes ago whether or not we would, well, certainly whether I would be here, but uh, I am here, and so Oh, my. Small, small sea catastrophe event? No. <laughs> okay, good. It's just, you know, being lazy and saying, oh, I have plenty of time, and then seeing, oh, the bus is coming, and the bus left, and saying, okay, I have more time <laughs> for the next bus, and then looking up and saying, oh, that bus is <laughs> is here. So <laughs> three I got it finally by the third time I got on the bus. And well, that's the charm, isn't it? 
Yeah. <laughs> All righty. So um, this is our winter drive. All thrills, no thrills. And up front, we want to encourage you to become a member of your community radio station, your community connection, KBOO. KBOO's been running strong for roughly 53, 54 almost years, and uh, we are a winner. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to find out where to to invest your effort, but you you certainly um, want to be involved with a winner. And when it comes to getting community information out there for getting you cutting-edge news and public affairs, for getting out there and getting the latest music and artistic trends and um, places to go and things to do, KBU most definitely is right there and a winner. And we want to encourage you by saying go to our website Take a look at www.kboo.fm at some of the special programming that we have for the All Thrills, No Frills um, Winter Drive. We're trying to raise $17,000, and you, too, can be a part of that movement by either donating at our website or going to your telephone and texting KBOO to 44321. Follow the directions and become one of our community pillars. Thank you so much for continuing to support your community radio station. And as you continue to do such a great effort here at KBU, we will continue to serve you and the community. So, Celeste, this has been uh, quite a strange weekend and you know coming in this morning I was listening to the news and uh, gosh you know it's so disheartening so much of what you hear and hearing about the um, anti-trans legislation and how much effort is is being made to uh, bring together uh, these cultural issues as to battle uh, it can be somewhat disappointing. So whenever I have bad news, it's sometimes good for me to do something that that gives me some joy. And so part of what I did this weekend to give me joy was to um, watch movies and TV. So what do you do to give you joy, Celeste? Well... <laughs> Um, talk to family mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know encourage family um, I read I will succumb to various elements of TV movies whatever the visual you know watching something uh, my my I don't know if I have one thing though I, I'm, I'm probably like most people I don't have one thing that I celebrate but um I, I, I'm, I'm going to defer to you the, for the unfolding of your topic here because um, it was a busy week for me and it wasn't so much a need for finding joy <laughs> as it was decompression mm -hmm. <laughs> you know because I I, uh, I uh, participated in um, three really big events and and uh, for me, it was all about decompression. But but tell me more. Well, and and just hold hold on to that about decompressing. I don't use the less, but also to our listeners because we will probably want to hear some of your thoughts as as well in terms of what what you use. So uh, for me, I actually had this opportunity this weekend. So I actually went to a movie theater watch a movie and uh and uh then watch a television special but it's somewhat connected and uh, uh what uh, this the connection between what i saw and some of the news we heard earlier uh, 
specifically around these anti-trans legislation, and it reminded me of how much we have to do to work in terms of getting an understanding of who we are, and so that so much of what we hear in in these cultural wars that we are participating in or find ourselves in. I think it's related to um, a term we hear often uh, and that we should examine in various ways, and that term is toxic masculinity. And what it means to be human, what it means to uh, be a gender, uh, a particular gender, and what that what does that mean in society? So the larger context of this, Celeste, is I went to see this movie. Um, I, I guess I can say it, right? I'm not oh, advertising yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So I went to see Creed Three, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's the third in this, you know, continuing saga, uh, boxing uh, saga that actually goes back... Uh, over a generation from from the late 70s. Um, But what I found particularly interesting about this movie is that uh, it it focused on uh, black men, and in it, um, as often movies talk about, there's a focus of individuals and relationships. And what I found was that it... Uh, as as one reviewer said, Creed Three lets black men be soft, um, and there was a a an, a review, an op-ed piece that Brooke Obi wrote, um, and she wrote in thegrill.com. And in this movie, uh, the, the the main character is a professional boxer. But how this movie opens is that uh, he is in a onesie uh, and with his daughter, and they are having a tea party. And so uh, they are drinking tea, and she's pouring tea in her father's cup, and they're having a great conversation. And um, what's also related to it is that not only is this character uh, spending time with his daughter, but his daughter is deaf. And the uh, exchange between them is heartening. Uh, But not only that, there's the relationship with his antagonist. And I don't want to go too much in details, but the friends from childhood, they had a parting of the ways and is talking about how do people, um, how can they relate, how can they be honest with one another, and how can they go beyond uh, the what society offers as the way in which people ought to interact in, in terms of being opposed to one another and and engage in... in and, and literally, not only literally fighting, but also uh, fighting about what does it mean to, to be human. And so I found that uh, movie uh, uh, touching and revealing, and what I also I'll reemphasize, thought was important, is that you have characters, uh, well-developed characters, uh, where they examine the relationship between a black man and his childhood friend, um, the relationship between this uh, black man and his wife and and daughter. Um, And so it just made me feel good. Um, And then I saw something else, but I'll I'll pause there to see if you have any comment to respond. Well... I, I'm kind of chuckling because it's a fond memory. I um, I had four brothers right under me. And um, as, you know, having a house full of males 
can be, it was rough and tumble. My youngest brother um, had two girls. So coming up, you know, playing sports and being kind of rough and tumble and and being most definitely one of the the typical guys, so to speak, um, he was a little bit at loss at first because I guess he thought he was going to be either wrestling or playing football or pitching baseball, but he had two girls. Um, but the thing about him that, that tickles me is um, he was he, he did he did the necessary switch up and I would see him and um, he, he and I were weightlifters when we were younger mm. uh, so he's he's kind of a thick guy getting a little getting a little up there so he's a little bit chunky but he's still a big guy and he's sitting there with his his daughters and and um, they've put you know earrings on him and he's sitting there with this little bitty teacup in his hand and he's letting the girls just you know decorate him like he's a giant christmas tree or something (laughs) and drinking the pretend tea with the teddy bears and what have you and i used to say you know it's funny you've gone from from uh uh, we joking him used to call him Aldo Cella because he he mm. fancied himself to be a Casanova. Uh-huh. I said you've gone from that to being a daddy man, haven't you? <laughs> and for me, you know, that's one of the highest compliments, you know, because, um, well, I was daddy's girl, but but I uh, I had ultimate respect for any guy who gets into his young daughter's world with her, mm-hmm. however she expresses it. But most definitely those who won't run from something that that is is not um, a celebration of the macho, you know. So he's sitting there all, uh-huh. all bedecked and drinking tea and eating crumpets and what have you and just being the, you know, epitome of daddy man. So when you talk about that, it just it reminded me of of my brother finding finding his strength and gentleness. Yes, yeah. That is, it's so exciting for, for me to see um, um, parents um, engage with their children, and I like to see um, and, and enjoy, and you see this, I see this all the time, whether it's, you know, in, in stores or, or in the parks or, um, and, you know, at, any place, uh, parents, uh, fathers, and and daughters, uh, I think there's a, a special bond there, and so I I, I just love hearing your story of, about your your brothers, and I think we all can relate to to that in many ways. So a question I have is, what are things that people do to uh, resist? Uh, the the emphasis societal's emphasis to act a certain way that to be human to be male female non-binary you have to act a certain way what are things that people do that um that counter that or do people do that or is it easy to fall into societal's roles for you um it's a challenge. I'm. I as you were talking about your brother Celeste, I. I. I'm. I'm thinking of my uh, nephews who uh, uh, are, are, are parents, and again, I just love to see how they engage with 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 their daughters, and and I think that allows them, and also allow all of us, uh, to find ways, uh, new ways and meaning and what to be human. So if you are interested in sharing some of your wisdom, give us a call at 503-231-8187. What are ways in which you um, resist the pull of society to act in a certain role? Um, How do you counter uh, toxic masculinity? In, in ways that are 
unique to you, but they're also transformative to your society. Give us a call here at 503-231-8187. And so, Celeste, as we wait for, for our calls, you know, there was another flip on on my my weekend's adventure was that I not only went to see a movie in the theater, but I also uh, watched uh, uh, a special uh, that was streamed this weekend. And again, it focused a lot about re- relationships, of how do people, how do two men relate to one another, and this was um, the first public, uh, um, the first public time in which uh, this one performer responded to something that made him a center of attraction about one year ago, and and uh, it's also known as the slap that was heard around the world. Um, and Mr. Rock had a a special uh, um, this weekend in which he, you know, you could talk about the emphasis on that, but also reminds us that uh, how people relate to one another. But we'll go more into that in a second, but let's see what some of our callers have to say with us. Um, let's go to our first caller. Molly, good morning. Good morning, Molly. Good morning to both of you. Um, before I mention what I want to say, I just want to say now you're both in the studio. I I managed to actually get myself in here. Some days the health won't and the body will not move. Other days I venture out. So yes. <laughs> well, I just want to say that you know with the and this is off the subject, but with the great pandemic, I'm like, well, as soon as Cable is back in the studio, maybe we can start. Listening up. So I'm happy to hear that because that's one of my um, goal, speaking of football, goal posts. If once Cable's back in the studio, anyway, what I was going to say, let me start with Celeste opening the show since Cecil either on the bus or off the bus, but you made it on the bus, Cecil. I'm happy to see that you made it into the Cable studio where all those records and everything are. But anyway, being International Women's Month, I was really happy that that Celeste opened the show. Speaking of binary, we all have a male and female within us, an anima and an animus, and and, uh, I must say that boys didn't get to have as many tea parties when they were growing up as girls did. Either did girls get to play with cars, and I happen to love cars now that I'm an adult and get to do that. So I um, want to get back to my point being the softness of the female entity within each being, whether he's a a boxer or or um, whoever, is is a wonderful thing to to uh, see it come out. Now, I was I was the firstborn in my family, and being a girl, and my father had two brothers, so. I have an interesting viewpoint on life because, well, I would say I was maybe the best educated, you know, how the firstborn son always gets everything and all that. I wouldn't say that's really true of me. And my father had uh, six children, it turns out. And he would, I wish he was alive today because he would always say, and I'll leave my statement in this and let others talk. He always said, once the men start raising the children, then that's going to be the that will be when the world starts to right itself again from you know all the well the toxic male thing and men being so away from the family and the tea parties in previous generations especially so uh my young brother sam his his wife has gone back to work she's a principal of a of a uh, private school and they just had a baby well, I have an interesting family. But anyway, I have a, a new little niece. And so my brother and his brother basically are kind of raising 
this baby why the mom's at work. Of course, she can't wait to get home, I'm sure, but this would make my father so happy. Mm. And my own son, I might add, is a fantastic father. I used to say my father was the best mother anyone could ever have. Mm. Mm. Okay. So that's my statements for the day. And, um, and Celeste, I'm glad you opened the show because it's international, it, it, because it's Women's Month this month. All right. Women, des- des- their, women deserve their due, due respect. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Black women have been great in the, um, in the march of time of keeping their people together, I might say, in a beautiful, beautiful way. Well, I got a lot of deeper thoughts. Some of them might have been. Uh, 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 well, it, that's a deeper subject, and it's not a right, uniform. It <laughs> it's not We're getting uniform. into the grandmother, yeah. but I'll, I'll get <laughs> off and let you have your wonderful show, which I look forward to every Monday. All righty. Thank you. Thank you. And you're listening to KBOO, More Talk Radio with Celeste and Cecil. And let's go to um, Santiago. Good, Good morning. morning. Hey, um, yeah, so, you know, I think you're, can you guys hear me okay? Yes, we can. Okay, good. All right, so, you know, I think it's really funny. I think with toxic masculinity, I think, uh, I think you know, the one thing that I thought was really interesting is that um, I think it was a psychologist in the 30s and 40s named Jacques Lacan talked about how, like, you know, in Western culture, the masculine has always been in crisis because, the Western masculine can only define itself in the static definition and fetishization of the of the woman. So, and I think that you know the way we break toxic masculinity as men is we start learning about who we are as people, not necessarily as men, because you know, um, as the previous caller stated, we have a we have a masculine and feminine animus within all of us. You know, we're 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 very you know, even in our even in our alleles and our genetic presentation, we are we are spectrums of both our mother and our father, our grandmother and our grandmother. So, you know, the idea that that there's something static and definite about who we are and, and I would even say and I and I know you're a I know you're a preacher, Cecil, so forgive me for this one, but you know, our genders are not God-given. You know what I mean? Like there's a there's a material a material genetic reason for why we are the way we are, and it has nothing to do with the Creator. Although if you want to attribute it to it in a positive way, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But I think that that's how we how we as men start to break that hold. You know, I, I mean, I don't know if that resonates at all, but. Um, it's just something that's been really important in my life, Say, especially being a, a father who is, uh, has only one child and a daughter and, you know, trying to be the best possible role model I can be for her as a man. So, Say something a little bit more, if, if, if you like, in, in, terms of, uh, in terms of being a role model for, for, for your child, for your, for your daughter. Um, are there things that you do? Are you consciously aware of things you do in, in terms of how you impress her or guide her? Well, I am consciously aware of my. Um, I keep a lot of attention on my on my attitude, um, particularly when she starts getting because she she has she's autistic and uh, you know and I mean. Autism is a spectrum also and presents itself in different ways, but, you know, really learning patience and, you know, rather than, you know, because my mom used to be the type of mom who was like, you know, uh, you want to cry, I'll give you something to cry about, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, so rather than threatening her or being overbearing with her, a lot of time I've learned how to do what's called a co-regulating of emotion, yes. where I'll, rather than, like, trying to shut her up for the sake of my convenience i'll sit with her in her room sometimes and just just be like hey let's just sit in here for five minutes and just and just be quiet you know and and a lot of times she's got a really um a really we we, she's got a really big vocabulary for a four-year-old 
And so she's getting to where she can tell me what's wrong. And and I'll just sit with her and just kind of talk talk with her. You know, that's you know, especially as a toddler, like I remember a lot of times with my younger siblings how my mom would treat them if they were if they were just having a bad day. So it was uh you know, that's where I'm trying to go with it is just, you know, I'm not trying to be a threat. I'm trying to be a uh, you know, like somebody who's there to 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 help her work through because one day I'm not going to be there and if all she knows of how to deal with emotions is just get angry and and hit something then I have failed her yeah yeah look thank you so much for for sharing and for uh, for being there um, for your daughter well for daring to for daring to try something different you know um parents sometimes have uh, a difficulty in knowing how to um lift up and encourage their children especially if they have children who have uh different needs um and i have an autistic niece that i i help uh help raise and um, <laughs> and ADD, et cetera, the whole spectrum runs in my family. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I'm an expert on it, but I'm, I'm very familiar. But I can appreciate the fact that, um, you know, if you don't have the resources, if you haven't had the experience, it's hard to know how to find um, some different way of addressing any dynamic but um uh but what you've experienced so some parents especially if they're they've got children who are extra sensitive or just different from what they expected however that might manifest itself they may be at odds with how to address their kids needs and and society as we we we've just said doesn't always encourage men to sit and listen and sit and be you know, society, well, and sometimes testosterone will make you get up and want to do. Well, <laughs> but you, this, you've managed to do that. There. Yeah, you've managed I'll, to sit in, with her and just be present and give her that that kind of quiet approval that it's all right to not have to not have to respond uh, actively to sit and think and sit and 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 consider and and to sit and it's it's okay yeah well you know and just to leave you with one more thought you know um my uh um you know i think uh one thing that really manifests itself in uh you know in our society being a you know a colonial society that it is and the internal colonialism we have to deal with is black and brown folks. I think one thing that's really important to remember is that, you know, we deal with a lot of anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, and, but, you know, but I think it's really the anxiety just comes from uncertainty, but, you know, uncertainty doesn't have to make us anxious, yes. you know, because mm-hmm. life itself is uncertain, you know, so we can learning how to take a, learning how to take stock in the fact that it's okay to not know, but it's not okay to, not know and then make rash decisions based on not knowing yes. you know just being able to sit in that quietness sometimes i don't know what i'm going to expect with my daughter but that's okay because i know that i don't have to expect anything mm. you know she's not an extension of me she is her own person and i'm just trying to help her develop that whatever that is all right well thank you for your call thank you so much well thank you guys and you are listening to more talk radio here on KBOO. Our numbers here are 503-231-8187. We began our conversation this morning by um, reflecting on how um, popular culture uh, medium uh, addresses issues such as toxic masculinity. Um, we refer to a, a recent movie, and part of our conversation this morning is is how do uh, people, uh, adults, um, transform the way in which we uh, raise our children and offer an alternative way in which to, to honor and respect one another. Callers this morning have shared some of their perspectives, and we invite you to call 
503-231-8187. I felt like I just ran a 100-yard down. I know. I was thinking that right when you got through. (laughs) That was a heavy sigh. Like, okay, I got that bird to cross the bridge. (laughs) What's next? Um, And and I want to encourage people who haven't done so yet to, to contribute as you can to support us in our um, our fall, excuse me, winter, winter. drive. Uh, all thrills, no frills. Go to our website www.kboo.fm and click on donate and contribute what you can and consider making it a monthly donation that gives us a steady stream of income and as you know from your own personal expenses there's nothing like knowing that you have a regular paycheck to make sure that that all of your um, operations continue smoothly and without a hitch and we especially want to do that for our listeners and if you've already donated Tell your friends. Encourage them to also become supporters, financial supporters of your community connection, KBOO Portland. All righty. So, you know, a, a few things. Um, um, I, I really appreciate hearing how men navigate that, that space, which can be sometimes treacherous, of raising girls. Now, like I said, I had I had four brothers in a row, and then uh, two male cousins that were just like siblings. Uh, we lived close and we grew up close, and so I I basically had a household of of, of males, and um, it was never a question for me of whether or not I was going to um, avail myself of something like you know. Um, different toys because one of the women we spoke to I think it was Molly said something about she liked cars Um, I played with whatever was there you know I I played with my brothers and so I I grew up with the 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 benefit of not having a narrow range of of expression Uh, but I imagine for some women that that must be challenging because not only maybe are they unfamiliar with some of the tools and some of the elements of um, of the masculine perspective on the world, and I just say that kind of tongue in cheek, so mm-hmm. don't anybody okay. <laughs> go right. get get frustrated, you know. But it's it, it was it was every day to me. I mean, it was there was there was no mystique, no magic to it. Uh, case in point. If something goes sideways on my vehicle, the first thing I do is look at the fuse box, you know, you know, make sure I don't have a hose clamp that's loose and 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 or go down and, and look at the breaker box myself. And and the the, the point of all of this is that I, 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 I might disagree with a caller in that I think our, our behavior is innate It's innate. Um, in many ways, but I also know that there is a an overlay, and that's your environment, how you re- react with your environment. And so I'm, I want to thank you know our male callers who who, who have said um, I step out of my environment to try to get into somebody else's. But I want to encourage them is not just get into theirs, but bring important elements of your environment into theirs to help broaden their their experiences with life because that gives them tools for the future. You know, and I can't tell you how many times the fact that I would go out with my dad while he was working on a vehicle or I was playing with my brother's Tinker Toys or or any other erector sets or whatever, you know, it has been a blessing to me because it has broadened my um, my perspective on life and has given me an edge in survivability because of certain things I know I can do. And and um, we were talking, you know, about roles, and I happen to remember this um, show. I didn't watch this particular episode, but there was an episode on Survivor where uh, Survivor UK and I think the Dutch one, 
uh, where men were on one island and women were on the other. And uh, there was some interesting feedback and fallout around it because the men uh, got together and built shelters and set up, you know, an arrangement for getting things done, whereas the women didn't. And they didn't even build a shelter or a fire. And so they were at the mercy of the elements. And I'm thinking to myself now, I'm not going to call this a reality program because we already know to some degree these are scripted. They just don't tell you. Mm -hmm. So I wondered to myself, hmm, you mean to tell me in 2020s there was not one woman who knew how to build a shelter? I said, I, I find that hard to believe. And was it scripted so that the women came out looking um unprepared, unskilled, and un, 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 um, unable to thrive, mm-hmm. you know, because I know what a, the difference is between, say, a claw hammer and a ball peen hammer or a flathead or a Phillips screwdriver, <laughs> you know, and I yes. would have, I'd have lashed something together and had a lean to. And so, you know, my, my, my point is twofold. One is we have to make sure we are familiar with the tools that are generally attributed to either masculinity or femininity because it makes us a whole person and it, it increases our ability to take care of ourselves but also um, like you said transcend transcend those limitations because some of those limitations are arbitrary they are made up I like I said I I find it hard to believe there was not one woman who couldn't figure out how to build one fire, uh, and 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 that 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 show it seemed like to me sold women short because of the way that that dynamic played out. You know I I just couldn't believe that that was who we are now. Yes. You know. Yeah, uh, it reminds me that in spite of the bubbles we might live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes back to hit you right in the face when you see something like that. Um, you know, uh, a, a, a program which um, so easily, um, I think, it, for the for the storyline, um, fall into those traditional uh, places, people in traditional roles. And so it's sort of like, huh? This is 2023, and yet... We continue to uh, struggles against those uh, resisting the patriarchy. Our number is here at 503-231-8187. We invite you to call and, and share your thoughts about what does it mean to, to raise children? How do you, how do you uh, resist the patriarchy um, in your personal or professional way? Um, Again, five zero three two three one eight one eight seven. I'm thoughtful of of ways and how how challenging it is that, in spite of these things, that uh, we continue to struggle against things that seems to to me at least uh, should not be controversial. Um, but as we heard. And and our witnessing in our society here in the United States, um, the 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 terrible anti-trans legislation, anti-family legislation, which seek to dictate to parents and and medical professional uh, proper health care for children is is terrifying um, in, in many ways and I'm reminded about how how long we have to go and then the confusing way in which they are bringing together um, LGBT particularly trans issue with this ridiculous thing about drag performances and banning drag performances so are you going to ban, you know, would Shakespeare have been banned in, in England where all the characters in his day 
uh, male and female were performed by by men. Are you going to ban um, TV shows? Uh, it's it's dangerous and and harmful. Um, going back to how do we protect our children? Uh, or do, I did, I'm not even sure I like that word because sides use that as as a way in which to battle someone we're protecting our children huh? I don't know but give us a call share some of your thoughts because I don't want to go down this rabbit hole by myself so let's come and ask me <laughs> well I was listening and I was looking at the clock and I'm thinking okay now don't open up a can of words we don't have time to, to either pass out or catch and put back in the can um, you know, because it, it is a little difficult sometimes to open up certain topics when you only have a little bit of time. But I, 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 I want to go back to the topic that you, you raised at the top of the show, this whole thing of of resisting um, um, the, the roles prescribed uh, out of a toxic perspective. And I, 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 one of the things that I find really interesting and 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 i'm about to do the very thing i told you don't do open up a can of worms but i'm hoping this one is is a little easy to 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 contain that is the fact that um even though we we complain about the way roles are are played out the way we we manifest um gender aspects of self there's there's some interesting pushback because um an article i also read some i want to say a couple of maybe not a couple of years ago or so was a complaint from both men and women and that men don't help out as much anymore and so that was attributed to the fact there's been that there's been a deconstructing of of gender roles and so uh for those who are wanting more freedom of expression the question is what do you mean they don't help out as much it's like you know how is that suddenly a role that we're supposed to fill if we're trying to deconstruct you know gender roles what do you mean? Um, and if we had a little bit more time, I would really like to dig into that because it popped into my head when you started talking about, you know, some of the different aspects of expression. And I wondered, okay, how how do we how do we push back? How do we push back in a way though that doesn't seem to um, push us further back? that doesn't seem to deconstruct the cooperative aspects that 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 come with with society when you try to figure out mm-hmm. okay who's responsible for making sure the dishes get washed if that's not women's work anymore mm-hmm. you know and and i i that was rolling through my mind yeah. when you said that and you sure. were talking about going through the you know rabbit hole that's one reason why i was quiet because i was thinking boy if we had a little bit more time i would really like to challenge people and say hey um you know whose 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 job is it anyway so if you see somebody stranded on the side of the road do you stop according to whether it's a man or a woman or according to what clothes you have on that day and whether you want to want them to get dirty or how much time you have do you stop and help or do you think well you know that's that's a guy he can help himself or that's a woman but they want women want their equality now so I'm not stopping mm-hmm. and I'm really curious as to how this is how we are negotiating this area because um even though it seems trivial this is a real this is a real um, bone of contention in that if we're not supporting people when they are at their most vulnerable, isn't that the way that society starts having critical breakdown? I, hmm. Okay, we'll give you 
20 seconds to think about that. But, yeah. Well, that's where my mind went yeah. when we were talking. I was thinking, okay, wait a minute. Yeah, he's got a point, but hmm. You yeah. know, and that's one of the complaints. I mean, you you know, you've been reading in the news everywhere from, um, you know, um, tabloids to maybe there's even a couple of scholarly articles and some peer-reviewed, you know, uh, uh, scientific or sociological magazine or publication. You know, uh, men aren't doing this. Women aren't doing this. Well, who's going to do this? And it could be everything from preventing a physical attack on, you know, when somebody's out in public to, like I said, someone stranded. Now, there's been many times when I've been in my vehicle and I'll see people pushing a vehicle. My first thought, of course, is to be helpful because that's my nature. Then my next thought is, mm, no, that's a guy. <laughs> he can yeah. help himself. Yeah. And, and But, you know, again, you know, that's why I'm saying wh- what how do we handle the 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 glue? And some people say, well, you just get out and help. And I think, mm, you know, I have a friend who was trying to just help someone and it it it, it backfired in a very ugly way. Yeah. And so uh, and 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 there were consequences, health uh, and safety consequences, uh, which were especially sad because um, the person who was trying to help was female, and and it just it didn't work out the way it should have. Let, let me just say that. And so you stop and you think about, okay, well, how do we how do we deal with this when sometimes the way that help is supposed to be rendered is considered a gender role? Yeah, and I think. Part of what where we need to go as as I listen to you is how do we um, how do for me is how do I acknowledge um, speaking of humans the humanity of all of us and that we all need one each other and to support one another, and how easy it is sometimes to fall into uh, expected societal gender roles uh, and thoughts. So you, uh, the example you, you gave of seeing someone on the side of the road needing help and thinking, male, female, should I get out or not? Uh, and it manifests itself in many ways in ways that we don't expect. And for me, you know, as I try to think, you know, I'm I'm a person who's who's aware and, and thoughtful. It is very easy to just slip and say, "Oh, that person is a woman," or "that that child is a boy," and to expect people to fall into certain uh, gender roles. So what do we, what do I do to get beyond that? Um, is it inevitable? How do we respond to it when when we find ourselves slipping back into those um, expected, expected roles? It's challenging. And sometimes it's easier for me just to say, ah, oh, don't worry about it, you know, let's move on. But in order to uh, move beyond where we are, we have to be willing to sometimes ask hard questions about particularly how come I am doing this or that and question what we think is norm because the norm may be, in fact, uh, oppressive to, to ourselves and to others. Well, it is eight fifty-two. Any? It, how do you want to? How do you want to wrap this day up and send everybody all bundled up into the world? Send the bundled and safe. <laughs> bundled and safe. Well, you know, part of it is being being aware mm-hmm. and being able to take care of ourselves and and one another and be willing. I think. Uh, what I what I take from this conversation this morning is to try to to walk around with my eyes 
figuratively open um, and looking not only at, at society but also myself. Are there certain things, roles that I fall into naturally and why do I and examine and, and uh, begin again tomorrow? Um, so, you know, as as Molly, I think, mentioned, and that we'll touch upon in programming throughout uh, this month, this is International Women's Month, and uh, Wednesday is International Women's Day, and part of what I'm doing this month is trying to be more aware of how I fall into gender roles and and expect others to fall fall into gender roles and begin to question that for myself. All right. Well, in 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 um, the next few minutes we have, uh, I we do want to give out the number. Let anybody who usually does not wake up until you know. 855 and and catches the show uh a chance to call in 503-231-8187 but i'm going to take a, a just a couple of more seconds to remind people do consider supporting your community connection kboo portland we're here and we're strong because of people who do support the radio station financially as you've heard me say, and as I'll continue to say, if you want an idea of how much you can offer, start with an hour of your wages. That's a that's a good uh, place to start to figure out how much. And then if you've already given and you've already figured out that formula, let a friend know. Tell somebody else about KBOO. Tell them what you enjoy about the station and why you feel it's um, a worthwhile venture to support. And so spread the word so more people find out about our wonderfulness. <laughs> well, I like that word, wonderfulness. Okay. Yeah. Hey, it's a word. I, you know, people will sometimes say that's not a word. It's like if you understood it enough to know that it hit close, but it was just not a word of your choosing, it's a word. <laughs> Wonderfulness. Well, that is I not a word that's thrown around a lot, so that's that's going to be in my vocabulary this week. Thank okay. you, Celeste. It's been a... Um, Fascinating hour to have a, a conversation to, to actually um, with with you, Celeste, and with our audience members, and continue to find ways in which you um, resist um, the patriarchy and and continue to uh, for men to have tea parties with your daughters and for women to play. Know your know your tools. Know your tools. <laughs> Ooh, excellent. So this has been more talk radio for those who are listening live on this day, uh, March sixth, two thousand twenty-three. Stay tuned for the All More Variety Hour, and for all of you, uh, thank you for your support, and have a pleasant day.
to KBU on Wednesday, March 8th for a full 24 hours of International Women's Day special programming. From 12 a.m. to 12 a.m.